Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. How are you? Oh, do you know what? I'm missing you, actually, if I'm honest. I miss you. I really miss you. How's your new job? Um, It's okay. I'm actually going to talk about this a bit more once I've got my head around it. But the working from home thing, I think, you know, when we went into lockdown last year and everyone said that they were really struggling with, like, switching off, you know, when they're working in the same place yeah. as they sleep and all that kind of stuff. And I, you know, I sort of got it. But with our, you know, with Made by Mamas, we, you know, do our own thing, don't we? So we could just, if we want to get up and go to the supermarket, you just get up and go to the supermarket. You can yeah. break your day up so much more. Um, but obviously this week, because I've been getting to know everybody and I have literally been in Zoom calls or Teams or whatever it is for eight hours a day. And it's oh, been a George. lot. It's actually been a real lot. Yeah. And just trying to... I mean, I mean, all the stuff I used to say about James, now I'm just like, oh my God, that's me now. So I close my laptop and then I'm instantly into being a mum and there's like no transition. Do you know what I mean? James came in from work and he'd go upstairs and have a shower yep. before he came back down. And, and I used to be like, God, why does he need to do that? And now I think, no, 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 I, I get it. Like, I get it. Before when you commute, you have that like separation and that like cooling down time and getting into your new frame of mind but now it's literally close the laptop and then bam like the kids are like mommy mommy and you think ah yeah ah, everyone wants something from me you can't come off it can you, you can't come down from the sort of the buzz no. of work I guess and then you have to put your hat but I mean I feel like as as parents we have to be able to do that juggle really really fast we don't really yeah. ever get a second like I've been working at home for for however you know for, for as long as I can remember I think yeah. And obviously, like having the kids around the stuff, I do find that. And I, th- I think the worst thing is, is if I don't structure it and go into a different room, and I'm trying to send emails when they're in the room, I end yeah. up getting quite short with them. I'm like, yeah, leave me alone. Mummy's working, and it's like they don't know. So uh, I've just found myself doing it. Then I just got really, really snappy with Luna because I was trying to send an email, and she was like, "Mummy, you're just sitting by the paddling pool. Why don't you, if you've got to work, why don't you go away?" And I was like, "Oh, wh- how insightful of you, Luna." I mean, that is a good point. That is very. <laughs> <laughs> There's nowhere wow. to go. <laughs> yeah. I would love to go away, which actually <gasps> you are going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. So we're recording this a few days before the podcast goes out, and I've got work at the weekend, and then I. I'm going for three days away with Dozza. We're staying in the UK. The kids are being looked after um, by their lovely nanny Lucy, and they're also going to Nana Coz's as well, childminder, for, uh, and they'll be at school, so they'll be fine, sorted. 
because I had a bit of mum guilt. I was like, oh, can we do it? But yes, absolutely we can. can. And we're doing yeah. it. And we're so excited. We've booked massages. We've booked facials. We're going to lounge by the pool. The weather's looking amazing. So I cannot wait. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. Do you know what I've just been doing before we jumped on here? I've been carrying bricks I've I saw been that actual laborer like for two and a half hours straight James has had me carrying bricks wow. from so like the back entrance of our house is like you can go down an alleyway and you can get to a different road and that's where the I don't know delivery people dropped all the bricks and I have been maneuvering bricks for two and a half hours it could not be further from your romantic three days away the things that you and James do <laughs> together the conversations like the shed conversation still fills me with oh a lot gosh, of happiness um, now he gets you moving bricks I mean it's really sexy over your way isn't it <laughs> romance is still alive <laughs> yeah exactly it's definitely not dead um well we've got a really really nice conversation um to share with you guys this week um and actually tell us the connection george because she's one of your mates yeah so we actually so our parents were friends when they were at school and so then as babies we knew each other and we didn't go to the same school or anything but we were always you know family friends and then we did end up going to the same secondary school she's just a couple of years younger than me and we probably haven't spoken like I don't know for a long time it must be 10 years I reckon um and yeah so she's been in like lots you know lots of different like tv programs and musicals and stuff like that and I randomly got a message from her last week she's pregnant with her first and she just said oh I stumbled across your podcast and I recognized your name and oh wow like I'm literally through I've gone through the archives and I've listened to so many and it's so great and it's just chat it was so cute she was like I've literally been through all of the back catalogue of podcasts and I, I I was so like it's so lovely to hear that isn't it because genuinely we just want to help people and especially if you're listening to this this would be really good if you you know are pregnant um obviously falling pregnant during a pandemic or you're a, you know soon to be first time mum all that kind of stuff so it's just really interesting to get like a proper real honest insight into what it's been like um being pregnant during this time and yeah she's just so I don't know she was just there was something really innocent and like almost childlike about her uh, in like a really playful way about her character which I really really loved she she's yeah. a bit like me she just says what she thinks yeah just an, a complete open book comes on just says answers any question yeah. in with, with a complete honesty yeah. which is what we're all about so yeah and before we get into the chat there might be a little difference in sound quality on this conversation because We had a few technical issues, so I'm sorry about that, but stick with us because the conversation is beautiful. Who are we chatting to today, G? Today, we are chatting to Daisy with Davis. So joining us on the podcast today, a bit of a powerhouse, actually. There's a a very, very long list of things that this incredible lady has done. Uh, Actress, singer, performer. Um, She's been in Hollyoaks, Holby City, loads of musicals. uh, And she's just announced that she is expecting her first baby. Today on the podcast, please welcome Daisy Wood Davis. I've literally been listening to this podcast. I've been caning it. I think I've listened to half of it already. Like so excited to be on. I'm like, what? What? What could I? What could I offer? Oh, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. <laughs> you're pregnant. And we yeah. can't wait to talk to you about that. Having a baby, like, like you know, haven't had the baby yet, but falling pregnant during a pandemic and kind of you know that moment where you kind of thought, yeah, no, this is the right moment. Because I imagine lots of people listening to this will have a little bump uh, in front of them. Yeah, have you seen that meme? where it says um, anyone that hasn't got pregnant, bought a dog 
or got engaged during like the pandemic you get a thousand pounds I was like damn <laughs> I mean divorced maybe that might happen yeah, um, yeah. but we'll see <laughs> was it a conscious decision like to get pregnant during during the pandemic and I guess why right now like why why did you decide that now is a good time yeah well we just postponed our wedding and I said to um Luke who's my fiance but I am going to call him Madge his acting name is Luke so everyone knows him as Luke but to me he's Madge his name's Majid so that just might be a bit confusing but I said to Madge um I was like if we're delaying the wedding I don't want to delay everything else I don't want it to like control you know our plans to start a family and stuff like that so um and also I think to like sort of replace the sadness of everything that was going on it was like let's try and make turn this into a positive and actually do like the most exciting thing we can do and and what was that moment like for you guys what was that conversation like and then obviously finding out doing the pregnancy test tell us about that I'm looking at the spot now that we were in when we had the discussion and like we both sort of got a bit emotional our eyes welled up because it was sort of you know that morning we hadn't woken up thinking we were going to make that decision that day. And we thought it was like in the following year after we were married, something we'd talk about. So it did all happen quite quickly. Um, yeah. And then the, the baby making started and that is not fun. People <laughs> Let's talk about out. baby making. I've never tried to conceive, like actively been like, right, this is it. We're trying for baby number one or we're trying for baby number two. So, but lots of people say that it kind of takes like the fun out of it. Would you say that's true? Yeah. Yeah. It becomes like making a sandwich because (laughs) you have to time it. And, you know, we thought it would happen straight away because you just spend your whole life um, thinking that that it's that easy and sort of trying to be careful with contraception and um, trying to make sure that it doesn't happen so that when you take that all away, you just think it's going to happen magically and it doesn't. And it took us five months and we even had fertility tests booked in. But, you know, after speaking to lots of people and hearing lots of stories, I now know that that is not a long time at all. Um, But it really felt it. And it was like an emotional roller coaster. And I lost my head quite a lot, if I'm honest. I think Madge was questioning even having a child with me at points because I was just like, I just think hormones as well. And that two week wait, I was Googling every symptom. Um, And yeah, it was just, and also you you blame yourself. You think, oh, is it because I've done this and I've not exercised enough or I've not done, I'm not eating the right foods and all that stuff. but yeah, I mean, we ended up using the ovulation sticks, you know, that you pee on and you get the smiley face. And I really recommend yeah. them to anyone um, because I had slightly irregular, I always had a period, but I now know that I ovulated at different points each month, which I never knew oh, right. before. Right. No. Do you know what, that whole side of it, I find such, such a kind of intricate process and, you know, I'm, a, I'm an intelligent woman. I know stuff about stuff. Um, but that whole trying to conceive thing, it completely flummoxed me, it threw me. I, I realised at that point, I didn't really know very much about my fertility, um, about what, when I was ovulating, about how many days a month I was ovulating. In my head, I was like, oh, it's probably just like a week, isn't it? Or, you know, I just didn't, it was, it's really weird. It's almost like that conversation was just completely skipped. Did you, yeah. did you feel the same? 
Yeah, definitely. And also all those things about um, have sex sort of five days before you ovulate. Ovulate, And that yeah. can still get you pregnant. But then you need to really, for best chances, have sex once or twice on that day of ovulation. I, none of that I understood. And then I bought um, The Impatient Women's Guide to Getting Pregnant. I think it's a book called that. Um, and that really helped me get my head around it and actually, like... Like I say, like make a plan of action, which is so funny because that's just not what sex is before you start trying for a baby. But we did we did have fun and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't too much hard work. But um, it, yeah, I think I just always want to know what actual time you conceived. It really like yeah. drives me mad not knowing. Yeah. And I guess you still don't know because no. if you were, you know, trying multiple times during your week of ovulation or whatever, then you've got, yeah, you've got no idea. And when you go for your scans, it's all just an estimate. Something else that I really struggled with with um, trying to conceive was not discussing it with other people, which I mm. I think is a real, I, and I struggled with this in the first 12 weeks of pregnancy as well. I'm a vet, I'm a, I'm an open book. I love discussing things. There's not really, you know, I, with certain people, I have my limits, but particularly, the, you know, my close friends and Madge is much more goes by the book and, oh, you shouldn't really, you know, tell people before the 12 weeks and you shouldn't um, uh, discuss and tell people that you're trying. But I just really struggled with that. That was mm-hmm. then another weight on my shoulders that was like, oh I I really why don't people talk about this more and why is it such a big thing that we have to like not not discuss I just find it strange yeah we do too we we do and also to your point about when you're trying to conceive you almost want to talk to your mates about it because you know there's so much so much stuff that I didn't know like you said like you can have sex a number of days before you ovulate and it can still get you pregnant but this is the best time and Really, unless you read a book or you chat to mates, you just don't know that stuff, do you? No. It's a weird no. thing to discuss because you don't, does that put extra pressure on you if you've told your friends that you're trying to conceive and then every time they see you or chat to you, they think, oh, is she going to tell me, uh, you know, is she going to tell me that they're expecting now? Mm. Um, it's just, it's yeah, it's a weird, a weird subject and mm. weird to know what the right thing to do is. Yeah, and you've also got to do what's right for you, I feel like, mm. as, a, as a couple and as a person. And there aren't really any rule books that can tell you ha- how to play it. I think it's really important. I'll say this to anybody that's, it's, that's pregnant in the early stages. If, you, if they feel like they need to confide in somebody and have that level of support, then just do it, you know? It's just, it's just yeah, society's rules that they put they put on us to say, you can't tell anyone until the 12 weeks go. And you're like, oh, yeah. I want to. Definitely. And I feel like, you know, that's also, I just see it as another way of like, like just hushing women up a little bit and and also us not being able to speak about miscarriage because at the end of the day if I had miscarried the people that I told before the 12 week mark I would want to know that I'd want them to know that I was pregnant and that I'd, that I was ill that I'd lost the baby so yeah what I found slightly more daunting was putting it on like Instagram that's why I waited till like I think we were 20 weeks when I put it on Instagram because that is a different when you're telling people that you've never met before that yeah. something awful's happened. That is harder. When you were trying to conceive, were you doing the old legs in the air or reading this myth about oh, if you lie there for X amount of time or don't move? Yeah, I yeah, hilariously. I just remember like 
sort of, yeah, staying still for at least 15 minutes afterwards <laughs> and then being like mortified if things didn't stay there and then walking around all day, like in the shots, like really close. Yes, yes, <laughs> I did that too. I was like that, Holy just sort Lord. of looking like a penguin like that. <laughs> How ridiculous. I must have read that somewhere though, because I must, have, I was obviously on the Google searches going like, what's the best way to get, you know, and then you just do it, don't you? It's so weird. Like I remember one day, Dozer coming in and I was there on my back and I had my legs over my head. And he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, just trying to keep it in. Okay, that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to conceive here. And he was like, oh God, I'm just going to leave you to it. And then there was me for the next half an hour waiting. Well, it's funny because I think that image from like films and TV gives men a really scary image of women. Like, <laughs> but no, and also that is complete rubbish, isn't it? Because the minute the man ejaculates, the sperm moves so quickly. And what I forgot as well, or what I didn't realise until doing the research, is that it's not just sperm that comes out. There's so many other things so if you are like, you know, if there's other things coming out, it's not necessarily what's going to make a baby. Yeah. This is so mm. interesting. I love where this has gone it in the is. first 15 minutes of this chat. And it's interesting that we're sort of talking about sperm and um, mm. conceiving and because you're big into see how I've seamlessly gone from sperm to nutrition here. It's all kind of linked anyway, your sexual health to food and stuff, isn't it? So talk to us about your, your food obsession because you're, you're into it, aren't you? Yeah, no, I am into nutrition. And funnily enough, um, the month that we conceived, I had, because I, as much as I'm into nutrition, I do like a good time. And I had drank, I drink quite a lot. And I'd eaten a lot of food over Christmas. And I'm not surprised it didn't happen, to be honest. But then in January, I did dry January and was eating really well. And then it happened. So it might be connected. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been really taking nutrition quite seriously it's just, I feel like it's a really touchy subject actually with pregnancy because I know that different women experience different like craving for me when I was pregnant with Gigi for the first 12 weeks I would love to have eaten well but I physically couldn't eat anything unless yeah, it was too. beige and plain and it and it used yeah. to kind of it, it did it used to worry me but uh, I guess you just have to be you know go with what your body's telling you um but if you can eat well then why why would you not like yeah I mean I I was totally the same like the first 16 weeks for me were like if it, someone even mentioned broccoli it would make me heave I was just having like jacket potato with butter on mm. no cheese yeah, nice. like it just so plain and I like I love flavor like Tabasco is my best friend and I haven't I only picked that up last week for the first time and I was like oh, I missed you um but yeah I think like we I, I just really I've really felt that I just want to get as much nutrients to the baby and also for yeah. my own mental health and I think it's also connected and particularly postpartum I just want to I, I don't want to feel like I am in the complete worst shape of my life I want to feel like I'm ready and raring to go. Talk to us about what you've been doing like what have you introduced into your diet that maybe you wouldn't have done before like what have you switched up what have you changed? Um, So I'd say that I have what's strange is that I've become veggie since being pregnant and I don't really? know whether that's yeah I don't know whether that's a, a like the like the pregnancy or whether it's I, I wasn't a massive meat eater anyway I was mainly fish um, and I did watch Seaspiracy, which definitely in normal times might have affected yeah. me for, you know, a few weeks. But I know that my willpower isn't that strong and I do love my food. But, um, yeah, my best friend said to me the other day, she was like, this is your favourite food. Like, this is this has got to be the baby. Um, so, 
yeah I've, I've I've sort of swapped what I would be getting from meat with you know um more sort of like I have flaxseed every day which is also really good for milk production I think um and sort of oats and ha- having a lot of having a lot of superfoods which I probably didn't um have as much of a focus on when I wasn't pregnant um and just trying to avoid fried foods and like just a lot of junk like you know, I love my chocolate, but I've, I've only been having dark chocolate. I sound so holier than thou. He's doing really well. I mean, <laughs> most pregnant women are like, oh, pregnancy, like me. I was like, I can eat three bowls of crunchy nut cornflakes every single day because the baby just loves them. And carrots. Does your child like carrots? It's her fav- Luna's favourite food. There was a study where they um, put a load of pregnant women on carrot juice every day to see what would whether that would mean the child would like carrots. And it was it did prove that what you eat, they get attacked. Because obviously everything that you're eating, the taste of it is going into the amniotic fluid. So it's conditioning them to like it. So that's another reason as well. Because I do, I because I love food so much, but I love you know, an array of healthy foods. And like, I know they, everyone knows how important that is now for like mental health, but there is like a direct correlation between your gut health and your mental health. And I think, you know, what, if you're doing the building blocks at the moment for hopefully what they're going to get a a taste for, then, you know, now's the time to sort of be in the carrots and the mango. Um, Have you felt sick during your pregnancy? Has sickness affected the foods that you're eating? Yeah, gosh, the first six, like the first sixteen weeks were so difficult. And I mean, I wasn't, I was sick once, but I think that that was more through um, the heat because what I had was just like acute heaving, like every single day, took like fifteen to twenty times a day, like over the toilet, like whole stomach sort of spasming. Oh, um, I can't believe you can't actually be sick. I don't understand how my body could have done that and not have brought up everything that I'd just eaten but there was one time where I'd had a bit of like like herbal tea and I think a bit of it came up because I was heaving so much but I was sort of lucky I guess in the sense that I wasn't but at the time I was like I just wanted to be because I just felt mm. so unwell um, and smells like I couldn't even the freezer the freezer doesn't smell of anything and I couldn't open the freezer it made me feel so sick and yeah like any sort of like great like broccoli kale the thought of kale knocked me sideways Smell a bit as well yeah sometimes mm. imagine mm. having imagine having hyperemesis we were a bit like you we sort of had it for the first 12 16 weeks and it was a bit of a light switch moment where it just went away but some women yeah. experience it at the beginning and then it goes away and then it comes back at the end i follow that it, is it chess king Oh yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I follow, yeah, I follow her, and I saw her put up something the other day that said, "I think she was in the hospital, and they asked her partner how many times he thinks that she's been sick, and he said like over two hundred, three hundred times since being pregnant." Oh my goodness! Oh my God. Yeah, some people literally cannot keep anything down, and I do think that must impact your decision to go on and have more children or not. Like I know, mm. you know, I know James's sister; she's really ill throughout you know pregnancy and she sometimes says I don't think I could actually put my body through that again you know until you talk to someone who is pregnant like like you and you kind of remember oh god yeah you do feel sick all the heaving you do forget really quick um and you kind of block it all out and only remember the good stuff yeah yeah yeah, and also you think it might not happen again don't you Daisy like if you if you were to go again you'd be like oh maybe next time I won't get it and then there's always a chance you won't so 
you that's why you yeah, keep going pregnancy is so different isn't yeah. it I remember when it, I felt really awful like it really getting me down and feeling sort of guilty that I wasn't more grateful for what was going on but it's quite isolating because no one can help there's nothing you can take to make yourself feel better and your energy levels are so low it's just like it's really yeah it's really crap but um at least in the second trimester you can enjoy it a bit more yeah um, now what sort of a mum do you think you're going to be looking ahead to that moment that you're there baby in arms oh gosh well I I'm reading I'm reading all the books I'm reading at the moment actually got it here the um the book you wish your parents had read oh yes yeah oh I am loving it I think if you followed every single thing in these books I want I want to rely on instinct as well I just think it's good to to sort of keep pockets of knowledge for certain situations but yeah I hope that I am an accepting mother and that I um, sort of just go with the flow on it and see, you know, I don't want to, I think from reading this book and perhaps before reading it, I was very much like, right, at six months, they're going to leave my room and go in their own room and we're going to do this, this and this. And I think actually I need to just see what my child is like and just go with them and just enjoy every second. But, you know, I know it's so difficult and I hear it all of the sleep deprived mums and I just think oh my gosh that is going to be <laughs> tough. That's the, that's the wonderful thing about being a parent is that some some people will sit you down Daisy and go oh it's going to change it you know it's going to be awful and you're going to be knackered mm. and da, 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 you know and then you feel this I don't know why people sort of always tend to say the negative first you know and that's why we love here having these discussions. I guess probably even at the beginning of this podcast, we felt like we couldn't say the really good stuff to people because sometimes you feel like, oh gosh, if there's someone listening to this and, you know, they've had hell for six months with their child not sleeping, for someone to come on and be like, oh, well, um, actually, you know, my daughter is sleeping through the night. She's only six weeks old. You just don't want them to feel like, oh, what have I done? What, you know, how can, how can I change and ha- yeah. and I've obviously not been doing the right thing so we're trying to find a balance but you know what so often people who are having good experiences don't want to share it um but it can it can happen like we you know we've both had good sleepers haven't we so like Kit and Gigi they were sleeping through the night six six nine weeks that kind of thing every stage just goes my mum always says that just everything goes so quickly like you know I'm 30 now my sister's 26 like and she looks at us and just can't she just says it goes like that and I think that I don't want to wish any of it away no matter how tired or stressed I feel I want to savor every second because it they do grow up and they change and they don't need you as much and I think I just don't want to look back and feel like I didn't make the most of it and I just moaned about it. So true. Such a lovely thing to have in your head, actually. And yeah, I'm yeah. feeling a bit like nostalgic and stuff at the moment because Luna starts school in September and I just feel like my little girl's going, you know, and even though she isn't, she's only four and she goes to preschool anyway. There's just this big hole in my heart. And I said to Dozza, I was very drunk because it was my sister's hen But when I got in last night at like half midnight, I was like, do you think I've missed it with Luna just out of the blue? And he was like, what are you talking about? You're the most involved mom. You've been there every step of the way. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I love you so much. And then just passed <laughs> out next to him. But he was like, do you remember saying that to me last night? But I think it's definitely on my mind. Um, so I think that's, that's really lovely just to be like pressing pause and just enjoy those stages, rock and roll them, you know? I know that my dad's like, my dad loved the baby phase of me and my sister. And he just constantly 
he constantly talks about the day where he, he used to come home from work and it'd be like, Daddy! And everything, would, all the toys would get dropped and run to him. And he said he could put the key in the door one day and there was just silence. No one, no one gave a shit. And he was like, that day was like, he just mourned our sort oh. of... You know, and I think that, that go, like if he could rewind time, he'd go back to that point. Obviously, we still adore him, but yeah, it's um, it's sort of sad when you look at it like that. So I think it's good to remember and be in the moment. We'll be right back after the short break. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Is there anything um, about pregnancy that's really surprised you? Yeah, discharge. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say piles. So I'm happy with discharge. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, discharge. Yeah. No one, no one tells you about that. No, no. Yeah, there's only a few people that you can tell. But Daisy, you've shared that on the podcast, and I bloody love you for it because every, <laughs> every pregnant woman out there is going to be going, "Oh my god, yes, me too." And also, I'm looking back and going, "Oh yeah, I remember that." I remember thinking of calling the doctor at one point. I'm <laughs> thinking George. this can't be normal. This lit, this literally cannot be normal. But again, I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. I had one mate who'd had a baby before, um, and. That was that was it. So yeah, anyone listening, it, it's normal. It's normal. Uh, yeah, I, I used to I used to worry as well. Like particularly in the first sort of twelve weeks where you're sort of on tenterhooks, whenever it happened, I'd be like I'd rush to the toilet because I thought it would be blood yes. or something. And like yeah. it's very sort of like alarming at first, but um, yeah, it yeah it wasn't something I was expecting. Um, I just think the like amazing, the absolute like. The, like magicalness of feeling your baby move yeah. it's just it's like my favorite part of the day is being in bed because it's whenever I wake up I feel it and whenever I go to bed I feel it and it's such a bonding time particularly for Madge who hasn't got it with him all day and when yeah. he goes to bed he puts his hand there speaks to the baby and then he'll feel the little kicks and it's just like yeah it's just every night when it happens it makes me emotional I just love it it is madness. And as you know, as the weeks go on, you'll start being able to see like maybe like an elbow or a foot. I remember I used to be able to see like an imprint of a foot in my stomach. Um, wow. And it's just weird, isn't it? Because you everything you're doing now, your baby is with you. Like it, everywhere you go, you're literally just ca- it's, it, you're just carrying it around. Like it's yeah. and 
are you going to find out what you're having or are you not no we're not I, I no we had our 20 week scan well what am I now 22 weeks but we, we had our 20 week scan last week um and they unexpectedly put the scan to 3d <gasps> okay yeah so I saw the baby's face which was quite um mad really Weird, um, yeah. Yeah, and I've got, I have a gut fit, like I've always, always, and my whole family have always referenced the, the baby as a boy. They're convinced. You're obviously not going to find out. So birth plan, what's, what, have you got a plan? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've, I've sort of, I've read a couple of hypnobirthing books and I've been sort of trying to put it into practice. I mean, like, the, like they say, it's probably best that I view it as like a birthing preference rather than plan yeah. because we just can't plan labour at all, can we? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think like I would like to do it really um, naturally and I would like to do it in my own time. I did consider doing it at home. Did because, you? Yeah. Yeah. We From my um, room, I can see the top of the hospital. So it's so close. So I thought, should I do it there? But then I think I've decided that the whole point of home birth is to do it if it should be where you feel most relaxed and I think I would feel slightly more relaxed if I knew I was in the right place should something in happen yeah. yeah I think maybe if we have another one I'd maybe do it I'd maybe do it at home then yeah I, I would like to do it in a birthing pool gas and air and I'd like to breathe it out but who who knows I'm really really excited for labour though and I never thought I would be I'm such a I'm a squeamish dramatic like really over the top person who has never like had surgery or um you know I hate the sight of blood and I thought it would be a massive issue for me when I got pregnant but I'm just really excited do you know what it's so nice to hear that because I think even since doing this podcast there's been a huge shift in people's mindsets um you know when when we first started the podcast I guess a lot of the conversations around birth were people being a bit scared of it and um you know we'd, we'd talk about the good labors and the bad labors but there was definitely more of a fear but I think now everyone kind of letting letting go of the plan like you say and just saying you know what I'm gonna just this is what I would like to happen but if it doesn't happen it's not the end of the world I think it's such a good way to be like when I when I had my first I was probably quite naive to the fact that there was this sort of stigma around having pain relief I just was quite oblivious to it I was just in my own world I didn't really care what other people thought and so I was actually you know I, I was a bit scared but not like overly scared and I did have an epidural in the end but I didn't know that that was you know a thing I just did what I wanted to do and so right. my experience was good but then knowing more and knowing like people's opinions and all that kind of stuff, when I went into um, having my second baby, Gigi, I was like, I'll do what the hell I want to do. And I was quite like, huh, you know, I'll do whatever I want to do. And it didn't end up like that. I didn't have an epidural. I just had gas and air and it, and it worked out really well. But it's just, I think going in without that fear both times meant that it it was positive and I think that's the best possible way you can be definitely and I think like the whole thing that I'm learning at the moment through the hypnobirthing is that it's not about like because obviously the midwives and the doctors they know best but it's also about learning not being just at their being in control of it all a Mm. little bit so you feel like you're you are 
in control because you're not this like you know this dummy that's just gonna be told to do you know oh we need to do this now and and I you know when they say oh we're gonna have to do a Ventus delivery I want to know what that is you want to know what it is yeah that's so true yeah. Rather than being like, okay, well, because I've got enough to think about with the fact that I'm about to like give birth and create new life without thinking, well, what does that mean? You know, I just want to know what every eventuality means so then I can make an informed decision with the help of the, you know, the experts. And, you know, I think like that, I just think that it's it's about just being in control, being feeling like you're in control of it rather than just sort of going... Yeah yeah going with it absolutely and just before we finish and um, we always like to ask our guests about their five favorite products and I guess you know you're in the midst of pregnancy right now so are there any products or like pillows or anything like that that you're finding really helpful so um I love my stretch mark oil that I've been using it's called I think it's called Mister Mustella have you heard of oh it? yeah Mustella yeah. yeah yeah yes yeah I think it's French and I like it because it's all natural and I think it's also organic but because you're putting it so close to the baby I wanted to make sure it was all natural ingredients but I've really enjoyed that um mainly like obviously because I wanted to avoid stretch marks it's fine if I do get them but it was just like a precaution but also I find it a nice little bonding thing to do in the morning and evening and it just was really nice rubbing it on your tummy I think I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed getting reflexology and massages did you get reflexology yeah so well I had massages throughout like my pregnancy I used to have I think one a week which feels very indulgent now. No, it's but not. I just thought, why not? And it did really, really help. But I had reflexology to bring on labour um, at the end. And, it, and I mean, I was induced with Axel and I didn't have to be induced with my second after I had reflexology. Mm-hmm. I literally went into labour that night after she did it. I think it's really important to look after yourself, like you say, like with the oils. I mean, who knows if that oil is actually doing anything, but it's just the process and like just giving yourself that time that's so nice. I mean, I used to literally get through like bio, I think like two things of bio oil every week. I've also really liked the H&M maternity leggings, the seamless ones. I'm living in them at the moment. And I'm really enjoying like shopping for like not wearing maternity clothes but wearing things that are like bump friendly and like working out what looks good I just love the bump I I'm gutted I feel like I'm gonna miss it so much yeah Yeah. do you miss yours I do and this dress that I've got on now um I wore when I was pregnant with Gigi and I actually preferred it then like I preferred it on me then I don't know I didn't I just I think pregnant women look so beautiful and me too you know what it is just so wholesome and I don't know wonderful like my humidifier I'm using all the time and I get the neon essential oils love them um and then the like the um Holly DeCruz like hypnobirthing book she they come with like an mp3 so every single night I fall asleep to her relaxation meditation and it's meant to sort of I think they want you to fall asleep to it so that you know that you are like really relaxed to it well thank you so much we could literally go on and on and on yeah it's been lovely to catch up good luck with everything thank you I mean I didn't think she was going to talk about discharge but I bloody love her for it (laughs) 
too. <laughs> do you know what? As well, I mean, I said it in the chat, but you do forget all those things. No. Like, you really do. Like you, I remember like wanting to phone the doctor because I thought, no, this can't be normal. Like, yeah. This cannot be normal. And the yeah. same thing, like rushing to the bathroom thinking it's going to be blood. All like all of those. I mean, yeah. they're not small things at the time, but when you know, once you've got past it they feel like really small things um so I hope anyone who's listening who is pregnant and you know going through all those all that stuff will will feel like oh okay cool it's happening to other people as well so yeah we didn't talk about boobs during the chat which I would have loved to have gone on because never never in my whole entire life in my wildest dreams did I ever think that during pregnancy my boobs would go to the size that they did and I think I've told you this before I've still got that folder haven't I of like, yeah. yeah when it's when it's time to go and have them done I'm just gonna be like that these puppies let's like go this, please. yeah no one told you about you know that I was listening to um Vogue Williams podcast with her mate the other day and oh, yeah. she was saying my therapist about, ghosted me it's yeah so my friend yeah it is really yeah. funny but she was saying about a friend I don't know who who's on tinder having a folder of nudes and she shot them like with a ring light and, and like shot them so she looked really really like sexy and it actually made me think of you in your boobs folder <laughs> It's just like the mum version of that, really, isn't it? It's yeah, like... I was going to say, they're not very sexy. They're a little bit veiny and they do look very strange. But, but it's the size and shape of them. Absolute perfection. Now, however, not so much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I thought it was really lovely that she kind of, she was really honest with us about all of those little things that were going on. And, and also, I love the conversation around trying to conceive because yes. we've obviously spoken about that before, but maybe in a way that, you know, it, you know very sadly for people that are trying to conceive that end up you know having sort of real problems in that area we haven't really yeah. just spoken about when you decide to have a baby what those sort of four or five months if you, you know if you're lucky enough to do it in that in that period look like yeah was, and the funny really parts funny. of it as yeah. well like the really funny parts like the kick putting your legs in the air and all of those kind <laughs> of like are they I don't know they're not are they real I'm not sure like but just those sort of old wives tales yeah. that um you get told but you kind of think well I've got nothing to lose I might as well do it might as it'd well be, do all those things it'd be really interesting actually and I think we should do a post on it because um if you followed any of those like old wives tales to get pregnant I'd love to hear them so if you're listening to this head over to our Instagram either DM us the answer so we can repost them or we'll put a little post up because um, yeah I we could that, put a post up yeah. get everyone to comment because that would be really funny I imagine some people like yeah no I ate pineapple for a week or you know just like <laughs> Yeah, just anything. anything. It's like when you, you know, when you want to bring on labour, all of those things as well, like raspberry tea, pineapple, reflexology, curry, sex. I mean, if you wrote them all down and did them all, you would sound like an absolute nutter, wouldn't you? Like, trying to fit all that into one day. So did I. My due date, I was like, tick, 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 tick. Yeah, do it all. Go through all the things, yeah. Um, (sighs) Yeah, it was great. Well done. That was lovely. I really enjoyed that. Thank you to Daisy as well. Um, as always, we would love you to rate, review, subscribe and follow the podcast if you can. And of course, we love seeing your photos, don't we, of where you're listening? Yes, we really do. Please send them in and we will reshare if you allow us to, obviously. Um, if you do have any suggestions for topics, you know, like trying to conceive and the funny bits, um, then please do send them our way. Like no topic is off limits. So just drop us a DM at Made by Mamas or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman. And before we say bye, applications for the new role have closed uh, they yeah. closed yesterday so thank you to those people that sent in um, their CVs we're going through them all and we're going to be contacting you shortly exciting <laughs> see you on Friday Hold up 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.